0: Bienvenidos a Radio Menea.
1: I'm Bero Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes.
0: And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we had a little sorpresita. Mm-hmm. We have a brand new album from Romeo Santos. So we skrr, stopped everything and decided to do a deep dive on this. It's called Utopia, and damn, these surprise albums. This is like the new thing. And we're listening right now to one of the tracks. It's called Canalla. Let's take a closer listen.
2: (laughs)
1: think about this like new phenomenon Beyonce style like just surprise album drop Mero.
0: I think it's a little annoying personally yeah. I think I, I just think about the music journalists, you know <laughs> right. and, as a music and, like, journalist you think no about them notice <laughs> yeah you know yeah yeah <laughs> so maybe my allegiances are you know mm-hmm. in, in that place but it's just like you know give people a chance to like you know like music journalists and music critics a chance to like listen to it and like be able to like, you know, reflect on it and write about it. Right. But right. then again, like somebody like Romeo like doesn't need that. Right. Right. He so doesn't like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need, need
1: that hype. Right. But I would press. Yeah, no, he por doesn't Romanos. No. No. Yeah. And it does create this like buzz, right? Everyone's texting each other, like, Oh my god, did you see the new album? Da da da, da which definitely happened. Right, right, right. To me on Friday for sure. Um Yeah, but yeah, it is an interesting new phenomenon that seems to be more popular as I guess as social media creates buzz that, you know, you don't need newspapers. I was a little bummed that like nobody had done like a real breakdown yet of like this album track by track. And I think it's because, yeah, the journalists need some time to get that done, you know, like they've (laughs) only been with this a few days. Like we're recording this, you know, a couple days before it comes out. So this album's only been in the world like three or four days. And I'm like, I still need I like need more time, too. But we wanted to jump on this opportunity to talk about it because we're both super hype about this album
0: yeah yeah totally um so i mean we'll get into this more as yeah. the episode goes on but i think one of the things that is really amazing about this album is that he enlisted a bunch of bachata OGs mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be a part mm-hmm. of this album yeah and uh, this song is called Canalla, and it's featuring el chaval de la bachata mm-hmm. um and is one of like you know all of these people that are really like who people who were the inspiration for Romeo's career? Yeah, really for sure for sure. It's
1: like the it's like the shoulders he's standing on, but they're also still his peers because most of them are still making music, you know. So it's like they're not right. It's not about the past, but it's also still the present because these men and mostly men, but these folks are um, are mostly still making music. So, but many most all of them started before he did um, and are part of the legacy of bachata that he is really you know has profited from. And I think it's this is such a beautiful acknowledgement of that um to go kind of back to those roots
0: yeah yeah and th- this song we picked it. this is the second song on mm-hmm. the album the first yep. song is an intro is really like a beautiful sort of like the introduction to the album is like soy dominicano right mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. really like giving us an introduction to like what he's trying to do yep. with this record mm-hmm. and it's just amazing that he's choosing this moment in his career to highlight bachata yeah i mean the, the intro the first kind of track on this is is such a strong statement
1: about his Dominican roots and, you know, he says, Dominicano soy de mis raíces yo no voy a olvidarme and I think this is really, like, that's what he's saying with this album, right? Like, he could easily have made an album, which he's done before, of collaborations with all of, like, the hot people now, right? And they, like, all those tracks would do really well and, like, would be all over the Billboard charts and have, like, flashy videos and, you know, he could have collaborated with a zillion people but he made this, like, very particular choice to, um, to make a like super bachata, it's just like it's a bachata album. Like what else do you say? You know? Yeah. Like it's yeah, just exactly what I was
0: thinking, yeah. right? Like if you even think about like the last three years, he's charted w- with songs with Nicky Jam, with mm-hmm. Daddy Yankee, yep. with Osuna, like yep. recently, right? Yep. Like he knows those kinds of collabor collaborations, right. you know, get on the radio, yep. they like, you know, drive streams, mm-hmm. you know, like they make money, right? And, out of a new Romeo Santos record, I would have expected, like... I don't know, just, like, any kind of, like, industry-concocted, like, sort of forced collab, or mm-hmm. maybe, like, some of them would have been good, or fire, you know, like... Right, yeah. Uh, but, but like, that's just anything that would like guarantee sales or airplay or streams. And like the fact that he uses this moment in his career where he's like at the t- height of his career, he's like, things are going well. He's like really famous. He could use this like quote unquote Latin crossover moment, right. Mm-hmm. That's happening, you know, outside of like, um, you know, just the Latino music right. industry. And and, you know, in the U.S. mainstream to try to, like, get a part of that. And he's like, no, no, no. Lo que Mm -hmm. voy a hacer is I'm going to tell you about what Bachata is Mm -hmm. and, like, the people that influenced me. And I just have so much respect for that. Yeah,
1: me too. Me too. And to just show that this is not, like, this is not the past. This is the present. Like, this music is still being made and is still innovative and it's still interesting I've gotten a number of people say to me like oh bachata that all sounds the same which I fucking hate when Vietnam says yeah. about any genre um but That's I think wack. this album is such a response to that because every track is really different and yes it's all bachata and it all like has this classic um instrumentation to it but it's it's done in lots of different ways with different tempos and different you know different styles of instrumentation so it's like Bachata is this very diverse genre um, within itself, yeah. even as it's still kind of tied to its roots.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, like, this is a big statement that it's like, okay, like, Latin music isn't just, like, pop reggaeton, right? No. Latin music <laughs> is, like, first of all, is a term for, like, an industry that's based around a language that's, like, all, like, you know, like, based right. around, like, colonization. You know, it's just, like, sort of, like, yeah. a junk drawer, right? It's a complicated term. Yeah, But, like, you know, in this moment, like, there's an idea of what of what, uh, quote unquote, Latin music is. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to do bachata. Yeah. And this song, Canalla, Mm -hmm. first of all, I just love the word canalla. It's like the ultimate (laughs) novela insult. I feel like in a novela, when you're being an asshole, you're immediately a canalla. Yes. Yes. It's so dramatic to me.
1: Yes. Just like a really evil person.
0: Yeah. Just like somebody who's terrible. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is that like everything about this is so like bachata típica, you know, uh-huh. it's like the first lines of this song is, mm-hmm. hoy voy a morir de un amargue y la asesino eres tú. Like how <laughs> dramatic <laughs> oh, is that? It's so good. I fucking love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's just like. Ugh, this
1: just speaks to my soul for some reason. I don't even know. It just, I love it. I love it. It's so over the top. It's
0: so over the top. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like the most classic, classic bachata. And you know, this song, he in Kanaya he talks about how this woman is like hurting him and evil, but he likes them. You know how he likes them. So nasty. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, it's like it's like you have your own you try to take responsibility for these women you keep, you know, being in relationship with, right? It's like oh my
2: god. Complicate the
1: victim narrative. Yeah. Oh god, it's so good. And yeah, El Chaval, so, you know, I I said last week on last week's episode because we talked about um about Romeo that his voice, his falsetto, I mean, it's so distinctive. Um but it can be it can get to be a little much. And so what I love 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 about this album is hearing his voice paired with these other bachata voices and I think it really just tempers it and, and in certain songs, they really, they complement each other really well. And just, um, it's kind of ideal. I'm like, I kind of wish Romeo did more of these kinds of collaborations because I really just loved hearing his voice in compliment and in concert with these other very different styles of, you know, bachata singers. For sure. It's really cool. And the Chalval de la Bachata is from Santiago. It's interesting. I mean, bachata's roots are very campesino, right? They're, They're from, it's from the rural communities in, in DR. And you can see that in kind of even just where all these dudes are from. Like most of them are from, I mean, Santiago is a city, but a lot of these folks are from rural areas all around the DR. And all of them are still, um, all of them are from La Isla, which I think is interesting because Romeo himself was born in the Bronx and everyone in Aventura Mm -hmm. was also born in the Bronx. Um, but there's, Mm -hmm. but he's making this very particular choice to collaborate with all of these bachateros who are from La Isla. And it just kind of shows the way the diaspora is still in relationship and in community and in conversation with, um the homeland, right? That they're not these two totally. separate entities that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. operate independently. Even though I'm sure his success in some ways in the United States has been fueled by the fact that he is, you know, sort of Dominican American and can navigate those worlds and yeah. just sing in English and all that. But mm-hmm. but El Chaval um has a ton of big hits. The one you might be familiar with if you know Bachata well is Donde están esos amigos, which I've heard many, many times. Um but he's still doing his thing. He just released a new album called Bipolar. So like these folks are still doing it. This is not about like those who came before, but um it's those who are who to, you know, were there before Romeo but are still there and are still um kind of kings in their own right in this
0: field. Shall we move on to the next track?
1: Let's do it. So this one is La Demanda and it's featuring Raulin Rodriguez.
2: Que no puedo acabar con tu atropello. ¿Quién te dijo que el dolor no tiene límites ni freno? Has hecho de mí lo que has querido sin saber. Que es una injusticia ser esclavo. Es al corazón no, por, amor, por el daño causado y te demando
1: So some of these um, kind of OG bachateros I have brought to the podcast or other people have brought to the podcast, including this one, um, Raulín Rodríguez, Bag Ladies, brought him and his classic song that I love, Medicina de Amor, to our crossover episode with them. Yeah, Um, But he's just another legend. He's another legend. And like this just makes me... I mean, this has been a great week because this album dropped on Friday. And then on Sunday, I got to co-host the Queer and Trans Bachata Night, which shout out to any of our listeners who were there. It was really beautiful, well attended, and we had a great time. And um, I literally got my life on the dance floor to the track, like the playlist that I made. Like, I don't actually know how to top that feeling. (laughs) It's just so good. (laughs) It's so good. And I got to, I mean, it was a ton of classic bachata um, some of these folks, definitely some Romeo, definitely one of the songs from this album. And then also like the newer stuff that I like, um, that you've heard a lot of on this podcast, but it was very beautiful. So I'm just like living my best
0: bachata fantasy
1: life this week. <laughs> and then we're going to DR in, in, in like a week. So I'm just going to continue to, to live that life. Yeah.
0: We're just going to have like a very bachata uh, it's, it's just month. It's just <laughs> helping me,
1: helping me like transition from this winter in the best way possible um that's amazing yeah so i love this i mean okay i loved every song pretty much on this album so it was really hard to pick we actually decided to pick seven <laughs> because we couldn't literally couldn't narrow it down to six which is what we normally bring so this one is just another 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 great track on this album what what is it that you liked about this one i
0: I mean, I wanted to bring it because, first of all, it's featuring Raulín Rodríguez, who's, like, another legend, Mm -hmm. right? I think a really important figure in early bachata, and I think, um, you know, just like one of the people that we've brought here before and that I've honestly learned about, like, through being on this podcast, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't grow up with bachata, and I, like, it's not, like, a genre that I go to on my own to listen to. Like, it's around me a lot, right? Because I live in New York. And because you're Um, friends with me. (laughs) And because I'm friends with you and, you know, other Other people that listen to Bachata, you know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, like, I've really come to appreciate, like, who, like, some of, like, the legends are. And, like, so, like, I I saw that Raulin Rodriguez was on here and I was like, oh, yeah, we have to bring it. And also it's just, like, the lyricism of these is just distilled 100% pure bachata you know mm. like it's like un amargue intenso mm-hmm. in like the best most bachataist
1: way mm-hmm. so most of these folks are like a decade or two kind of older than Romeo um and so represent sort of you know bachata there's a lot I still want to learn about bachata and like there's some books that I want to try to read about the history of it but what I do know is that it basically started in like the 80s um, maybe late seventies in El Campo in Dominican Republic and was very much a music that was being made by working class and poor folks in the rural areas in, in DR and just started to filter kind of into the cities in the eighties, but was really looked down upon by a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, as not being, mm-hmm. you know, as being low class, as, as whatever, all the ways in which like racism and classism and different things play out in, in music, um, so a lot of these folks that, that he's collaborating with got their start you know, in, the, in the late 80s or in the mid 90s when um, Bachata started to, get, to gain popularity on La Isla and, um, and started to gain more respect and people started to record it. And it wasn't just these like more homegrown um, tracks that people yeah. were recording. So Rauline was born in 71. And he actually got to start with Anthony Santos, who's features um, on this album later. And we're going to bring that song. Um, he was a guitar player as a 15-year-old with Anthony Santos, who's, you know, another classic yeah. which it's is pretty... In, my team, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Raulín kind of went out on his own in the early 90s. So that's a little bit about, yeah. about him.
0: I mean, one of the things that I think is so incredible about this album is like, it's almost like a bachata school. Yeah, that's true. It's like you are sitting here, like going through, like a, like you're. He's schooling you on what Mm -hmm. the fuck bachata is, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and And like even in this song, like this song with Raúlín Rodríguez, like, like. In one of the verses, they're like referring to his classic songs, right? Like "Prefiero yeah. la soledad que tu medicina de amor." There, he's referencing medis- yeah. "Medicina de amor," uh-huh. which is a classic Raulin Rodriguez song. And one of the hits. He says, yeah. "Eres peor que Nereida," and Nereida is another classic uh-huh. Raulin Rodriguez uh-huh. song. You know, yeah. it's like. So it's, like, he's really schooling you, and, like, if you take the opportunity, like, you can learn a lot about, like, what bachata is, where bachata comes from, what the sound, you know, like, originally was, and, like, he's doing you, he's doing us all this favor of being, Mm -hmm. like, listen, like, I know that I was part of bringing bachata into, like, the mainstream, into pop, into, like, you know, making, like, bachatong, you know, like, making, like, all these different, like, fusions and pop collaborations but like this is the this is the shit right like yep. this is what you need to yep. know
1: yeah i love that yeah this really is like a bachata education and it's like the playlist that you can make based on this album you know just like take all of these these legends and like get to know their catalogs and i think it's interesting in the context of the history of aventura right because so you know for people who don't know about romeo like he got his start in the bronx with a bunch of other dominicans from the bronx in a band called los teenagers that then became aventura And they Mm -hmm. really are responsible for kind of the popularity of bachata outside of the Dominican Republic and in, like, a more um, mainstream sphere. And, like, you know, Aventura was big, like, around the world. Like, they were an international hit. And they were bringing bachata, but they were bringing bachata in their own way with, like, mixing with Urbano and, and, like, really... really innovating with it, you know, and, and doing all sorts of things with it. And they got a lot of flack for that, actually, which I didn't really realize until yeah. I, was, I was reading about this for this episode that, you know, they got a lot of cr- um, cr- criticism for being, like, too pop-like. They were called the Dominicano in sync at one point, <laughs> sort of, I guess, because they were, like, four boys, right? So, like, kind of looking down on them as a boy band. Um And, I, you know, a lot of these bachata artists are solo artists, you know? So I do think that Aventura was doing something different by being these, like, four young Chavos, you know, doing this thing. So I think it's really interesting because in some ways they got all this critique for being too, um, for doing too much innovation or too much crossing over trying to do different things and bringing different voices in and bringing different styles of music. And now here's Romeo, you know, what is it like 15, 20 years later, kind of being like staking his claim to the real like roots of Bachata and this very, in some ways, very pure Bachata album even as it's like, yeah. these are new songs, right? They don't, I don't feel like I've heard them before, but they are very much connected to this root and they're not, he's not collaborating with anyone who's not a bachatero. Like it's very clear yeah. you know, in this particular yeah. um, project. And I, so I think that's just interesting in the, in the context of the bigger picture. And obviously like, you know, these careers, if you're successful, your career is long and you get to go through lots of, do try lots of different things. And it's not either mm-hmm. or, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. So, this next track is called uh, Millonario, and it's featuring Elvis Martinez. Let's take a listen.
2: La visto de este niño y no me he atrevido a hablar Porque en su mundo es fino, muy selecto Yo soy un vagabundo para su clase social Y en su familia odian bachateros Tengo un plan para llegar, le necesito dinero Es un mito que con solo amor serás feliz Yo no tengo ni un solo buenos sentimientos Y mi amor no tiene fondos para llevarte a París
1: So this was my favorite. So this was your favorite, This huh? was my favorite. Yeah, I mean, it was really hard to pick. It was really hard to pick. But <laughs> um, this one stood out to me. I think because of what I was talking about earlier, where I just, I think their, their voices go really, really well together. Like, I think mm-hmm. Elvis is, like, such a great um, compliment and contrast to Romeo's, like, falsetto. Um, and I just think it sounds beautiful. So that was the thing that stood out to me. I mean, there's so many good tracks on this album. But, um, but that was really what I loved, is how their voices complemented each other yeah yeah he's another bachatero that we haven't featured um on the podcast and that yeah we've
0: never brought him before yeah
1: and i was he was not on my radar at all um so i'm excited to kind of explore more of his music but he kind of took off in the late 90s with his um with his music and and his solo career and is still making music as far as i can tell but yeah i don't know as, as much about him so there's like a lot of people you know i made this like four-hour Bachata playlist um, this weekend for that event, and there's still so much that's not there. You know, it's just incredible, like, just how much music there is um, within this one, you know, genre. And uh, yeah, I just feel so grateful because I love it. <laughs> Actually, I'll um I'll share a link to the playlist that I made in case folks want to listen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a great idea. So you can
1: check it out um, and hopefully <laughs> enjoy it as well.
0: Yeah, I also, I love how, like on many of these songs like the guitar just like goes off mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they just like really fucking do the thing with like the bachata guitar yeah on it and i think that this is one of the ones where like you really see um some of that technique
1: hmm yeah yeah i mean the guitar is such a central part of bachata right and mm-hmm. there's, there's so mm-hmm. many, like, roots and influences to the genre that's part of what I would love to, to research more. But I know, like, bachata was really influenced by boleros, which came from Cuba, but also were, like, in, in Mexico as well, um, particularly thematically. Like, the, the things that the bachata, the themes that bachata addresses are very similar to the themes that boleros also address. Mm-hmm. And that's another genre we've been wanting to, like, do a deeper dive into. Um, But but it picks up on, you know, obviously, merengue is another Dominican genre that um, is very important and beautiful. And there's also some influences there. So it's, you know, as all of these types of music that we focus on, like it brings in so many different influences, both like cultural influences and different just aspects of music and, you know, border crossing and things that come from West Africa and, you know, different influences on on these music. So bachata is no exception to that
0: when I say that this is bachata school, like if you're paying attention, like you really like are getting schooled in this genre.
1: Yeah. I know. I know. I can tell that this, this like really changes your sort of opinion of Romeo in a lot of ways. Right.
0: I didn't think that this was something that he would do. Yeah. I didn't think that he was going to like take a moment, like use this moment in time where like most mainstream artists, are trying to figure out ways to, like, break into the mainstream of, like, American consciousness that he is does this. Like, that gives me a respect for him that, like, I just wasn't... I didn't expect this from him. And I... Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it does change my opinion of him in that way. You know, it's like, respect, man. I really... Right. I really appreciate this. I think it's so fucking rad.
1: Yeah, I think it makes me take him more seriously. Like, I've always known... How important his legacy was in bachata, right? And like, it's like, and the people that I particularly love, like, wouldn't necessarily be doing what they're doing if it wasn't for him and aventura, you know. Like, that's and that's very clear. And some of them, you know, were even came. Like, Toby Love is one of my favorites. Like, was a backup singer for aventura, you know. But, um, but I think it, yeah, it makes me take him more seriously now, and like what he's doing now, and the ways in which he's really, um, trying to, yeah, represent the genre in a more serious way and in in a way that really acknowledges where he came from, you know, which I think is really important and, and feels political to a certain degree. Do you know, like I'm, I'm pretty interested in this idea right now in, especially in like Latinx music of, you know, it's like, there's like the classics, right. Of the people who used to make music, but I feel like oftentimes we think of them as done, right. Like even if they're still, because they came before, and like as if they can't, right. if people can't continue to be innovating um, and and doing this music, even if it sounds like you're not innovating by adding Shakira into it or adding, you know, fucking Justin Bieber, right? Like that there's ways to that a genre can continue to grow and develop, evolve and develop but still be very core to like its roots. And mm-hmm. so yeah, for sure, that I really appreciate about this that he's like, y'all are still here, you know? You're still here and I'm still here with you and and we're going to be like, Walking alongside each other in making this music together in this album, which I
0: think yeah. is beautiful. So. Yeah, for sure. So, this next one is your favorite from the album. Yes, I think that this one is totally my favorite yeah. on the album. This yeah. one is called Ileso and it's featuring Teodoro Reyes.
1: that you love about it?
0: I mean, I think that for me, this song just hit right. Like, everything about it is, like, just really old-school amazing. Mm. I think that, like... Just for me, the moment that Teodoro Reyes sings Vete al Demonio Mujer, I was like (laughs) sold, (laughs) you know, like it's just like there's something about that that like I'm just like I felt that man, like like, that heartbreak, that amargura, like Mm. it's like so core, like. I, I don't know, like the way that he sings it, the feeling que tiene la voz, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. I was just like, this is what bachata is. Like this mm-hmm. is everything that's amazing about bachata, you know, and like mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you know, maybe slightly problematic, whatever, yeah, but it's just yeah, like, for sure. So dramatic and I'm so here for mm-hmm. it. And also like, I don't know, just like the drama of like later on in the song, he's like, you know, mejor me quedo con tu hermana. Wow. Like, <laughs> Ouch. That's, that's cold, bro. Ouch. You know. Yes.
1: yes. Oh man. Yeah. Clearly he's like mad hurt by her. Yeah. <laughs> so this he's another one that we haven't ever brought before. Um he was born in 54, so he's kind of one of the the older folks in this genre on this album and interestingly he's blind and has been blind since birth mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he's also released 11 albums so it's like what a career Wow, prolific i know what a fucking a career prolific legend yep yep so i was excited to to discover him through this yeah this the bachata school that romeo sent us on <laughs>
0: yes yes exactly exactly same here I um I didn't know about Teodoro Reyes Mm -hmm. and but this like I mean I just like I feel like his voice the way he utilizes the emotion in his voice is it just it it's you know the thing where like maybe you're not going through the thing that the song is talking about necessarily but like you're still like they they sing it and they uh portray it, it with such Feeling in their voice and mm-hmm. with such sincerity that you're just like have no choice but to like go on the ride of feeling yep. all those feelings. Yeah, I do know that's how I yeah. felt about this song. Yeah, I do know that feeling. Yeah, I mean,
1: I was trying to remember like when I fell in love with Bachata because. Like the only bachata I really heard growing up was like Juan Luis Guerra started making a little bit of bachata um, back in, you know, the 90s. I think when it was starting to get popular, he kind of jumped on that bandwagon to a certain degree. But he's really a merenguero. But there's a few songs, right, like Bachata and Fukuoka, which like I remember mm-hmm. from growing up. Um, but I really fell in love with, with bachata, I think, like five years ago. And it was totally because of like heartbreak, (laughs) you know, it was like, Mm. it coincided with like this time, like there was a time in my life, maybe like six or seven years ago now where I basically stopped listening to any music that wasn't like Latino music. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I think it was just like where I was at and what I wanted to be connecting with. And it pretty much has stuck since then. But so then around that time, there was also some like, just like turmoil in my romantic life and just getting these songs that hit so hard on both like when I was feeling like super into it and into somebody and dating someone and also when things ended and there was just like a few, you know, quick, short, intense things. And this music was like there for me for all of it, you know, and that yeah. was really yeah. kind of how I fell in love with it. So I totally understand. Um, and now, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not in those feelings all the time, but I just, I'm obsessed with the music and the rhythm and the, and the beats and, and love it. And, um, I'm just so grateful to be honest for this music. Yeah. So
2: beautiful. Well,
0: the next song mm-hmm. features a duo that is probably are the authors of like my favorite bachata mm-hmm. songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Um this is a song called Años Luz and it's featuring Monchi y Alexandra. <laughs>
1: Could bring these two Out of retirement I don't know how he did it Oh my god Because their breakup Sounded pretty messy I mean I don't know If it was a romantic breakup Or not But they're like He was basically like Monchi was like I don't know what happened She won't talk to me She just walked out On our tour basically <laughs> Which sounds Damn. like A romantic breakup to me But I don't know I don't actually know If they were dating or not um, So it was so exciting He like uh, Kind of feels like He brought them back From the dead I don't know if they're Going to continue to do anything Or if this is just like A one time thing But if anybody could do it It's Romeo You know <laughs>
0: like Yeah Yeah Totally. So, I you're, love, and yeah. I love like hearing the mujer, you I know? I know,
1: I know. Yeah, that's the in one this. thing about Bachata, right? Is that it's just, I mean, a lot of these, it's not unique to Bachata, but there's just so few women in Bachata. You know, shout out to Leslie Grace, who I really love um, her tracks. She's a woman in Bachatera. And then also, um, Andre Velos, who we've brought, who's more, I think, of like an underground independent Bachatera, but has some mm-hmm. amazing, amazing music. Um, So there are women, but but not very many, not very many. And I would love, love, love to hear more because I think um, the women's voice adds such a beautiful
0: element to these these songs and to these rhythms. Yeah, I was so, so hyped to see Monchi Alexandra on here, not Mm -hmm. just because they're legendary. Right. But I think that they're like they're just so good. I feel like. Probably Ojo en Blanco is my favorite bachata of all time. So good. We can brought them. Um, but, like, yeah. yeah, we, and like, Dos Locos is also, mm-hmm. like, amazing. You know, it's just like, I was, I feel like they, um, they work so beautifully together. Yeah. And, like, they also have that thing where, like, they carry, like, this emotion in their voice that's so, um, it lends itself so well to Bachata and I was, so I was so happy to see them included here. And I was so into this song Yeah, and you know, in, in a album, like in like, you know, now that I'm, I've decided that this album is Bachata school, like no Bachata yeah. school would be complete without Monchi Alexandra.
1: No, definitely not. Definitely not. They're, they're so epic. And I, I love the way because they're a duo and they're like a man and a woman, they get to like speak at each other which adds such a whole different element because so many of these songs are just the men, you know, speaking the sort of their side of the story and their side of the heartbreak and the bitterness. But these two get to be like in conversation in their songs, which just I think makes them really, really incredible.
0: Yeah. And this song, I think, is so um, there's something about it that's very like sexy, too, Mm -hmm. you know, like here she's like no existe otro hombre en la tierra que me haga temblar las piernas mm-hmm. you know like con solo mirarte me estremezco you know like it's like sexy she's mm-hmm. like you make me feel fucking good you know yeah and it's like it's talking about just like this like really deep fucking love
1: these two were um their career was like 98 8 to 2008 and that was when they they split and they just so many hits over that decade, and I mean, I would be I would be so here for it if they wanted to come back. So I would love it if this was like the beginning of something more for the two of them. I don't. Yes. I don't have a sense that they, on um, what they've been up to since
0: the breakup. I don't think Monchi Alexandra re- reunion tour, please, please.
1: por favor. <laughs> Resolve your differences. Bring us more bachata. <laughs> <laughs> I would also love, love, love some more queer bachata. We brought, um, I brought like years ago now. This this guy named Andy Pena who has who like identified as like the gay bachatero and has some music. Um, but I haven't been able to find anything about him lately. Like I can't even find him online, you know, so I don't have any idea what's going on with him. But um can you imagine like a queer woman singing bachata or like women singing bachata to each other? I mean, there's just so many beautiful possibilities. Um, yeah. if you add that element to this music that I would love to hear, s- to see. So maybe it's out there and we just don't have any access to it. It probably is. Um, but that would be like my dream come true is to to get some like queer, queer this genre a little bit, you know. And there also are, we should probably acknowledge, there's all these rumors about Romeo being gay, which I don't know if I care, Do you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, who he is or what he does. And he did put out like a very pro, like a supportive gay song that we brought. I think Marielena maybe brought it. For that episode we did with her. Um, That's a, you know, it's beautiful. It's very supportive. And he, you know, of course, as soon as he put that out, everyone's like, oh, we're, you know, you're gay, you're gay. And it's like, come on, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, as much as I, I want people to like be family and whatever, uh, at some point I also like, I'm like, just leave him alone. You know, (laughs) just like let him live his life, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I don't But I would love like music that had, that was explicitly like in the lyrics acknowledging you know yeah. queer. For what it's
0: worth, I don't get a vibe from him.
1: I don't yeah, I don't have an opinion either way. I mean it's like what, because he sings in a falsetto, he's gay, you know, it's like womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Um I did read a a New York Times profile of him from two thousand nine and they have like a line in there that's like he started he started out a singing career um in a church choir trying to like meet the girl meet girls. <laughs> I was like Really? Okay, fine, maybe. Maybe that's what he did, but Or that's just like purposefully trying to set the record straight. I don't know. Um, But yeah. Bueno. So this next one is kind of a big deal because Romeo is not the star of this song. This next one is Bellas, and it's actually an Anthony Santos song featuring Romeo Santos. So let's take a listen.
3: Dios me dio su bendición con la hermosura Y ese don de hechizarnos con locura No hay hombre que las resista Si se den a la conquista de querernos atrapar Echaste una costillita Siendo yo está ya dispuesto Darles mi espina dorsal Son tan bellas No es que sea un hombre promiso
1: So I don't know if I can think of another example of an artist putting out an album where they're not the feature, where they're not where they're the feature on a song, but it's actually someone else's song.
0: Right. He really gave space to Anthony Anthony Santos on this one, you know, Right, because, you know, Anthony del Mayimbe, he's the legend, he's the rock, right? Like, it's so, so cool. It's such an honor, right, that, like, he's giving this place to Anthony Santos. Right.
1: I think it's like, it shows a little bit of humility and, like, such a huge nod. So, interestingly, I didn't know until this weekend that he, his actual, Romeo's given name is Anthony, um, Anthony Romeo Santos. So I don't know no, if that's... No a, yeah, I mean, neither. So I don't know if that's like a purposeful nod. Like his parents named him after... I mean, it's Anthony versus Anthony. So there's like, you know, one letter difference there. There's an H in right. Romeo's name. That's not in Anthony's name, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if that was actually a purposeful nod um, or not. I mean, Anthony Santos was born in 67, so definitely came way before Romeo did. And and he's, uh, you know, I mean, all of these guys are legends, but he's definitely has a particular role because he's really credited with being the first rural bachatero who found an audience outside of, you know, El Campo and really started to bring the music um, into the mainstream, like within DR and within audiences there. So, you know, he's got an incredible role in this whole... Part and he started in the late '80s, so you know before a lot of these other um, other guys did.
0: Yeah, and I mean I think the fact that this is an Anthony Santos song where Romeo like placed himself as a feature should be like enough to say how much of a legend mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Santos really is. Mm-hmm. Just. Romeo is trying to like g- give you this nod to pay attention. So, if you don't know that much about Anthony Santos, like now is a great time to to mm-hmm. learn more. He's right. amazing. Beta la escuela, <laughs> you know, like yes, this is what this yes. Is about. Continuing with Bachata School. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I really like give him props for
1: for doing this and for giving. Yeah, like kind of stepping down to let this person step up on his own fucking album. You know, like that's pretty. That also, I think, just, like, ups my level of respect for him, you know? It's like, you don't have to have that kind of humility when you're this big of a star. Like, you can do whatever you want, you know? Like, people are not going to critique you, really.
0: So, the fact that he chose to do this, I think, is really, says a lot about him. Totally. All right. Shall we move on to La Ultima?
1: La Ultima! It's, It's La Ultima on the album, and it's La Ultima for our episode...
0: Yes, and it's a really big deal, y'all. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a huge deal.
0: This is the first Aventura song in like Ten years. a decade.
1: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. It's called Immortal. Let's listen. Let's take a listen. <laughs>
2: Anularte de mi mente Ni quemando mis neuronas Para mí, Yo te amo hasta lo infinito Solido como un meteorito Lo que siento más lo van a entender Dudas, Los expertos buscan la cura Porque te quiero con locura Desconfían que se Normal. Y este corazón, Dios lo hizo eterno Sepan que este sentimiento es inmortal En el libro Guinness va a parar Hombre, ¿quién más ama? dura hembras Amado, Yo te amo hasta lo infinito Sólido como un meteorito Lo que siento jamás lo van a entender Respeto. Impecable como la luz La demencia de mi actitud Te repito, nadie me va a entender
1: How many of you saw the April Fool's prank that Romeo pulled on all of us?
0: <laughs> OMG, I fell for it.
1: I know. I mean, I wanted to fall for it, but it's April Fool's. I <laughs> I'm, I'm like a little bit hyper aware. I'm like, oh, okay. <gasps> everything I see is probably a fake. <laughs> um, so he played with our hearts, but I was glad it wasn't totally false. So we, I mean, basically, he was like pretending like there was a new, a new Aventura album, but instead there's this new Aventura song. Right, right. Which is
0: something. It's uh-huh. a big deal. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he like put it along with like a thirst trap photo, which I don't think he's like. You know, there's some of them like Bunny and other people who do a lot of the a thirst trap photos. But he's not. <laughs> I don't think he's one of them. So that was also pretty funny. Um, but it was tasteful, I think. So. <laughs> so yeah. A tasteful thirst trap. It was a tasteful, you know. Shirtless photo, or I think naked photo potentially. Um, but yeah, this is Aventura's first song since they kind of ended things in 2009 to go their separate ways and do solo work. I don't actually know if the other folks have also done. I mean, he's been so epic in his solo work, but I don't—I haven't followed the other Aventura members to see what they've been doing. But who is not excited that they
0: came back for this? There's a video too. Have you seen the video I yet? I haven't
1: watched the video. I need to watch the video.
0: Gotta watch the Aventura yes. video. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll put it in the show notes so you all can go check it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like this is, this is a, this is such a gift to everybody who's been following them for so long. You know, it's like, you've gotten through school, right? Like that was saying, you've gotten through all these tracks, you've gotten through all these legends, you've heard all these beautiful songs, and now it's kind of like, it's almost like going forward in regalito. time. Yeah. And here's your, your regalito. Right. Because like, you know, a lot of the Aventura fans might not have known kind of the legacy of Bachata because it really hit a different audience. Right. And so this is kind of like Mm, walk mm -hmm. back through that with him. And then now here we go. Like we're at sort of the moment where Aventura really brought Bachata to a different part of the world really, and to a different level in terms of audience because they were, popular in a in a a unique way and so it's kind of like this is the in some ways the end of that legacy story um even though there's been so much since aventura obviously but um but in some ways that's this is like romeo i think staking his claim to his particular role in in building off of what these legends have have created and then um aventura was like this sort of blast off moment right yeah yeah totally I think the name of the song, I think, Inmortal, right, it's sort of, it's a nod to that. I mean, it's pretty ballsy, you know, nod to it. It's pretty ballsy. (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) So, you know, there's some humility, but there's also some like, I'm the shit and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna apologize yeah, for Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's
0: not he's not trying to play. No, no. He's not trying to play, but it is, it's really sweet, you know, he's like, listen, like, these are the people that, whose shoulders I stand on, and also, like, Aventura, like, that group, like, Romeo Santos wouldn't be who he, would be, who he is without mm-hmm. Aventura, right? So mm-hmm. I think that um, in a sense, it's, like, it's really sweet, in a sense, it's really ballsy, right? Because he's, like, putting Aventura in mm-hmm. with all, all these, these other mm-hmm. people right yeah, like, he he's like he's like it's like there's all these people that are of this caliber and right. then he's like we're part of this history yeah. too now right you know
1: right. right yeah which i think really talks back to the people who critiqued aventura you know until it called them the dominican in sync and tried to like integrate what they were doing by saying it was too
0: poppy or whatever it was too urbano it was too this it was yeah too that. and and it was and it was poppy and like that's okay yeah too, right? right like, or that. like that can be okay right yeah. like and and i think that um I don't know. I I feel like I just have so much respect for for Romeo at this point for doing this for like also like you know these uh, these credits are gonna bring money to all of these folks right mm, that's true um, and I think that like all of these like all of these features like with on an album with somebody as big as Romeo and you know people I think as far as I can tell are loving this album right mm-hmm. like I can. Only imagine it like s- streaming in all the barbershops right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it's a really cool way to also materially support the people that like were doing bachata at a time when it was less safe and in a way that was less safe, right? right? That was like more stigmatized. And I think that, right. um, you know, part of the legacy of Aventura is making it a little bit more poppy and maybe more accessible to like a larger audience, but also to like really lift it up. Right. Mm -hmm. And be like, this is, this is a a genre that deserves the world's attention. Mm -hmm. And I think that this album like really sort of solidifies that. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I would agree.
1: And I, you know, I think it's really interesting. Like there's a lot of people who've come since You know, he really only collaborated with people who came before him. And there's a lot of people who have come since, and a lot of the folks that I listen to, and others. And, you know, I think it's, like, a very particular choice not to include any of them on this album. Um, And I think it's partially because of what he was trying to do, but also maybe a little bit of shade to some of the other people who are (laughs) maybe more his peers, or even his, like, you know, the Joveness that came after. So I think that's really interesting. I would also love to to see him collaborate with some of those folks, because... um, You know, so many of the collaborations that we, that we hear, there's like one bachatero, you know, like there's one voice that has that, but it's, I'm not used to like multiple voices that are bachata voices. And I really love that, um, because they play off each other so well. So, I mean, I would be super here for some collaborations between him and like, I mean, Royce is not making a ton of bachata anymore, although he did release a song with Mark Anthony that's on my, um, bachata playlist that y'all can check out in the show notes, but But yeah, Mm -hmm. I would love to hear him collaborate with some of the other, you know, like what would a Leslie Grace and, you know, Romeo song be like, I think that would be really cool. So I hope, I mean, I'm sure there's much more to come from him and I would love to see more like sort of bachata, bachata collaborations, not just the bachatero and the reggaetonero, you know, or the bachatero and the, you know, pop sort of singer. Like I'd love to see more collaborating within the genre. Totally. Well, I hope you all love this album as much as we do. (laughs) So if you haven't yes, gotten into it... thank you for coming along yeah. on this deep dive ride with us. Yes. Um, it's so exciting and I'm so grateful for all the new music that's out there. So y'all should take a listen. Um, listen to the whole album. It's, it's totally worth it. And then, you know, you can... Continue your PhD in bachata, and listen to all the other <laughs> the music by all of these legends. And then you can also listen to my playlist, <laughs> which has some some of these legends, other legends, and also um, a lot of some of the more contemporary folks, the, the younger folks making making bachata romántica that I love as well. So.
0: As always, all of the details from all of these songs that we included are going to be in our show notes. You can find that in the episode description below, as well as links to where to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're at Rayamanea. Very easy to find everywhere. And a little plug um, for a listener
1: pick. We're still going to be doing listener pick episodes every once in a while. And we've got a few in the sort of hopper but we would love to hear more from you so if you have a listener pick a song that you love by a latinx artist um, send us a voice memo telling us about the song and why you love it or you can send us an email with similar information and we will potentially include it in an upcoming listener picks episode
0: gracias for listening amores hasta la próxima